0: How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm okay. How about you?
0: Ah, uh, well, you know, I I finally had a somewhat normal week of work and guess what? Guess what happens this coming week? <laughs> you work a lot. Yep, because I guess now is the time everyone wants to take vacation and I don't have vacation to take. So, yeah, looks looking like I I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be living at work this week, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that
1: sucks. So,
0: yeah, there's that, but, you know, that, that's that's money. That's money for a console I still can't buy. No.
1: No <laughs> one can buy, apparently. I don't fucking know what's going on.
0: Yeah, apparently, like, yesterday, GameStop was doing, like, hey, you can order this in-store so we can get around scalpers, but the nearest GameStop to me is, like, half an hour away, and I don't I just wasn't feeling it yesterday, man. Yeah. No, I, I got you. I, I don't. I don't want to drive like, I don't want to drive like half an hour, forty minutes just to pre-order something. Like if if I'm going that far, I'm gonna do more than that, and I just didn't have anything else to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Well. Well, it'll happen. You, you'll get one. I also woke up early this morning for probably the most boring race of the season.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was a pretty boring Abu Dhabi Grand uh, Grand Prix finale to the season in Formula 1.
0: Yeah, apparently Mercedes had to turn their engine power down for reliability reasons. So Max Verstappen kind of just ran away with it. Right. And there's not really much else to say. It was kind of a boring
1: race. Yeah, I I do feel pretty bad though for uh, Sergio Perez, um, you know, and him having to go out first ten laps of the race. That that did suck. But that was all that happened.
0: That that's weird. Like I I guess they said it was a transmission issue, but like they they were already taking a grid penalty for uh, Mm -hmm. for an engine. So. I, I don't understand why they couldn't have had that, uh, had that, like, in tip-top shape for the race. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that
1: either. But yeah, it was, it was a boring race overall. Like that track, you just can't fucking pass at that track, and the field gets so spread out to where like it's just not really fun to watch. I think also part of the problem is that it's the last race of the
0: season and you ha- you have all the mid-pack who are usually the ones fighting. They're driving very conservatively because they don't want DNFs on the last race because mm. they could potentially pick up positions in the Constructors' Championship. Right. So yeah, you get some pretty conservative racing. And yeah, it's also not a great
1: track. <laughs> no. No, it's it's definitely not. Um, so yeah, it did you know, especially after uh, the past couple wait couple races, which have you know been very entertaining, had a lot of drama. Um, this one was just like by far the most boring of the season. <laughs> yeah, like I thought like Spa was the most boring so far. Like that was a pretty boring fucking race, but then this one was like, man. This is kind of too much. And and you know the race is not entertaining when the commentators are saying, like, yeah, this race fucking blows. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you can't pass at this track and, and all this stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's, like, yeah. two spots you can, like, there are two straights and two chicanes, and that's where you overtake at. And everywhere else is kind of nothing. Yep.
1: Exactly. So, yeah, not not the most entertaining way to end the season. But, you know, it was, to me, overall, a pretty solid season. Uh, you know, I'm glad that they were able to get in as many races as they did. Um, and, you know, there were was, was some good races, a lot of unexpected moments, unexpected drivers on the podium and stuff, too. Yeah. At times, it was it was an entertaining season. I think the outcome of the season, though, was pretty predictable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Yeah. Overall, uh, and I feel like the outcome of next season is probably going to be pretty predictable too. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, probably. Who knows? Maybe McLaren will be able to mount a challenge. They're switching over to the Mercedes engine, mm-hmm. and they yeah. got third in the constructor, so that's a big
1: boost in money for them. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, when when you really read how expensive Formula One is to race, it's like. Some of these bottom teams, I'm like, I don't even know why you would want to continue to do it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know what I mean? And, like, the way that money and sponsorships are all kind of paid out in Formula 1, it's so, like, if you win, you get the money, but, like, if you're at the bottom, you have to put so much money in just to get the fuck up to the top, and it's just this race. And I can see why Formula 1's trying to, change some of that stuff in 2022 to make it a little bit more even because otherwise you're just going to have mercedes just dominate every fucking year and that's just boring yeah yeah at times (laughs) but yeah we'll see i'm looking forward to next year uh you know there's there's a lot of shifting around of drivers and So it could could be a pretty entertaining year.
0: Yeah, I don't don't want to be a huge downer, but you know that Nikita Mazepin guy I was talking about last week?
1: Yes. You see what the fuck happened with him? I did not see what he posted, but I read about it, and I'm like, you're kidding me. Like, dude, out of all the drivers that they could sign, like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. just get rid of this guy already. Come on.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess when you're the son of a billionaire, you can get away with fucking bullshit. Yeah, it's just bad, and
1: I don't know, man. I think. Well, at least he's going to be in a bad in, car. Spot. Yeah. <laughs> at least we won't
0: have to see him on a podium.
1: <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. It, it's it's unfortunate for sure, uh, but and just I don't know. I, I get yeah. He probably he brings a lot of money with him, but I'm sure there's some other drivers out there that can bring some money into that aren't a piece of shit.
0: Hey, Sergio Perez brings a lot of money with him. He, like, that's how he got his job with uh, Force India at the time. Mm-hmm. Because of all his sponsorship backing. Yeah. and he's Do you also think he'll really, go to Red Bull? Uh, man, that's that's kind of hard to say. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Because I, I don't think Albon is bad. I just, I don't know. Like, what are they, they're like they're not going to drop him to Alphatari because they're bringing in a Japanese driver, Yugi Tsunoka, I think. Mm. Uh but yeah, it's uh uh yeah, it's 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 a tough situation. I don't know what, what you do with that because like if you bring in Sergio Perez, he I think he could compete with Max Verstappen, and I don't know if Max Verstappen would appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, that's what gets in tricky. Way,
0: in some ways, I think he's a much more consistent and like level-headed driver than Max, and like he could, I could see him outperforming Max in the drivers' championship just because of how
1: consistent he is. Right. Yeah, I mean, outside of his engine issues and missing two races because mm-hmm. um, of COVID, he was probably. You know, maybe the most consistent driver all season, maybe outside of Hamilton. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I, I can totally see where you're coming from. It would be really fascinating, honestly, if he went to um, Red Bull. Yeah. I think and... he ultimately, to me, I think he deserves it because I think he's a really great driver. And like you said, he's very level-headed that putting him in a really, uh, really great car that can really compete. You know, I, I think he deserves something like that, but this is me, I guess.
0: Yeah, but I'm also, I'm not sure if I would wish that upon him, though, because the way Red Bull t- tends to treat its second drivers isn't great. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Like, putting them on alternate strategies just to test them out for Max, which happens with every, with it happened with Pierre Gasly, it happened with Alex Albon, they'd just, they'd be like, okay, let's switch, uh, let's switch... Albon to these tires that we haven't really practiced much on, just to oh. see if it, it'll be good for Max. Oh, it's not? Oh, well. I guess we won't change Max to that. Sorry,
1: Alex. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay. Or even when uh, Daniel Ricardo was there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, just because, you know, Dan, Daniel Ricardo's a guy that's going to fucking compete. You yeah. know, he's not going <laughs> to sit back and let let you know, Max take over or whatever. He's He's going to go out there and compete so yeah I don't know we'll see yeah uh,
0: we don't have we, we can't dwell too much on racing there's I have a feeling <laughs> this is going to be a long show
1: yeah
0: Uh, I guess video games is where we start man I mean I've been playing some games now th- like yeah. the week you know when I work a normal like well I, I did work overtime one day but like it was kinda, kind of a normal week for me so I got to sit down and play some games, and Tyler, I, I hope you got to do the same.
1: <laughs> I did, yeah. Uh, I definitely did.
0: Um, hmm. Do we want to get the big one out of the way first, or do we want to leave that for last? I'm not sure if you've played Cyberpunk yet.
1: I have, yeah. About three and a half hours. Okay. Yeah, what, 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 what are we talking about here? Let's yeah,
0: go. yeah, let's go with Cyberpunk. Uh, I have played six hours of it, or six and a half, something like that. Okay. Uh, I am playing on PC because, I, a, I knew my launch PS4 wouldn't uh, handle it well, and B, I saw what it did. (laughs) Right. Like, I I was looking at some uh, videos online, and, oh God, I dodged a bullet there.
1: Yeah. Well... Yeah, the 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 launch PS4, like base PS4 version of this game is not very good. Um and I'm running the PS4 version but on a PS five and even I've had some issues that I'll talk about. Um but yeah, I mean just kind of start at to the top really quick, like this game's pretty fucking buggy, I think. Oh no matter yes. what version you're playing.
0: Yes. Even on PC it is hella
1: bugs. Yeah. And and I uh I've only had, well, so the game crashed on me yesterday for the first time, um, which sucked um, because I just finished something and I had to redo a little bit of it because of where I guess it autosaved. But so it crashed on me once, but then, yeah, it's just like little visual glitches is what I've kind of ran into for the most part so far of, um, you know, in the beginning when you have to. Go grab that car, and then um, the police show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that police officer's talking to you; like his eyes were like rolling back in his head as he was talking to me, which was just really just kind of breaks your immersion a little bit. Um, uh, I had Jackie; I had to get in an elevator with him, and he just walked through the elevator door that wasn't even open. Uh-huh. Um, I had uh, rate right in at the bar in the very beginning. Um, uh, there's supposed to be a guy standing at the door, I guess. That dude didn't even show up except for his phone. <laughs> his phone was just floating. So, yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of bugs all over the place and and look, like when you play a Bethesda game, that happens too. Um, but I think with the level of detail and kind of the ambition of of the city itself, um, it can kind of take you out of it just a little bit to me when you see those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to happen with a game of this scale. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be there. It's just it can just be like, huh? All right, yeah, this is a video game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I've what what have you had bug wise?
0: Uh, I've had a bug where my health meter doesn't work. Like. The only indicator for health for me was like, oh, my screen is turning a little bit red now. Time to take one of those med hypos. Oh, uh, wow, that sucks. <laughs> so that that was just a matter of saving and reloading, like, mm-hmm. um, so, so there was that. I had uh, a guy that was eating a hamburger that was falling to the floor and back up to his hand. <laughs> just a random NPC. I've had a lot nice. of random NPCs popping in and out. Like they just appear and then they disappear, like it's I don't know, it's really weird.
1: Yeah. And and like all this stuff is fixable for the most part, I think. Um, you know, the the the, the bugs will probably get worked out through a bunch of patches over time. Um but yeah, it is it is unfortunate. The, so the game does not crash on you at all?
0: Uh uh I mean I think like maybe twice it's crashed on me. Gotcha. Um But yeah, I it also hasn't particularly performed well in the moment. I don't I'm not sure if it's a if it's just how the game plays or if it's if it's just not performing well, but I find like in combat it's kind of like kinda of disorienting, like it's like it seems like things are going fast and you're just so slow. Uh, I, I kind of feel you on and that. The gunplay doesn't seem to match like the speed of everything else that's going around you.
1: Yeah, I um, so far in the combat you know sequences I've been in, I, I kind of feel you that's a good way of putting it because I was trying to think of how to put it of like it just kind of felt a little weird to me. Um, of, yeah, in in the what you said, it feels like it's supposed to be fast, but your character feels kind of slow. And I, I kind of felt that way because, um, you know, there's some missions early on that you can get into some pretty big firefights, and uh, I felt like I just felt like I didn't really know what was happening. And when I was trying to run to cover, I'm like, ah, I'm not just not getting there fast enough, and I'm taking all these hits. Um, in in the shooting, to me, doesn't feel terrible. Um, but but yeah, that, I, that's I think you described what I was feeling as well with combat. Yeah, I I don't know, like there. The, hmm. I I guess
0: so, I'll let you talk a little bit more about actually playing the game, like what. Because I've gotten past that uh, the late title card, which I don't think you've gotten to if you've only played three hours.
1: Yeah, I just finished the uh, Braindance mission, the first one, mm. I guess. So that's, and I'm about, yeah, I'm on the mission called The Heist. Okay. So, um, well, I guess let, let's just step back before we talk a little bit more about playing it, like... What are your just high level thoughts? Like, are you liking the game so far? Um, like, wh- wh- where's your feelings on it? Six hours in. Uh,
0: my feeling right now is that it's kind of like I don't know. It it feels to me like a Fallout game, but not a one not one that I particularly like all that much. <laughs> like, I I don't know. It's there. It seems like like I've I've got like I know I this is probably not an original thing, not I, I didn't come up with this, but I've I've kind of gotten a feel for like open world games like this. I can open up the map and see what that UI looks like and understand whether or not I really am into it or how much of it I actually want to see. And I open up that map in Cyberpunk and I'm like There's just a bunch of horse shit on here that I don't fucking care to look at. Like it... It seems like there's 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 a lot of stuff that I'm just not going to give a shit about in this game. Like, I'm sorry, but like, there's at a certain point, like you have a lot of things, but none of that. I don't know. None of it looks interesting to go check out because it's like, oh, you can go help the cops here with like this crime that's happening over here, or like there's, I don't know, there's uh there's this graffiti you can go look at. And I'm like, I don't really care to look at any of that stuff. Like, it's... I don't know. And then it just says, pops over, like, side mission. uh, And all the side, like, side missions have the same descriptor on it until you go actually pick up the side mission. And I'm like, alright, why are you even showing me all this? Like, it's... I, I feel like there's a better way to hand out these side missions other than marking where they are on the map. They literally have, like, these characters in each region called Fixers, who are supposed to give you your missions. But you don't have to visit them to pick up your missions. You don't even have to really interact with them until you go to the area where those missions are. It's yeah, I don't know. It I'm not particularly I'm not loving it. I don't I don't I don't hate Cyberpunk. Like I I don't think I've gotten deep enough into uh, the character. Like character skill trees and all that to really define a playstyle for myself, but <clears> yeah, I I don't know. It just seems it seems kind of like a sandbox, and I'm not I'm not
1: the biggest fan of a sandbox. Um, yeah, I agree with you on a lot of things. I'm not totally blown away with this game yet, and I think part of it's so far to me. Combat is is something that I'm like, I just don't know how I feel about it yet. Um, maybe as I unlock more abilities or get better weapons or something like that, new mods, that, that will kind of open up a lot more uh, for me. Um, but I think for... Stick with me for a second. All right, all right. I think this game is similar in ways, to No Man's Sky, when No Man's Sky launched, of, this game was hyped to the fucking moon, and, um, and you thought of all these fucking possibilities, and then you start playing the game, and you're like, oh. Okay. It's, like, to me, it's, it's, like, I'm playing it, I'm like, it's kind of another open world game. Like, It doesn't, so far, like, I'm really digging the city, and I'm digging a lot of the detail in that city and and the life that they're trying to breathe into it. Um, But then, yeah, once you open up that map, you're like, oh my god. Like, okay, let's back up. We gave Assassin's Creed Unity, was the most infamous infamous example of, like, just a bunch of bullshit on the fucking map to go clear out. Uh We gotta give bullshit to fucking Cyberpunk 2077. D seven for that too, because I opened that map, um, and I was like, Okay, I, I see, but then you start zooming in on the map. And it's like, oh my god, that what am I even looking at? Yeah. I, like there's just icons fucking everywhere. You can't even see the map. Uh-huh. Like, what's going on? So to me that like like No Man's Sky had a shitload of hype and then you played it and you're like, Okay, you know, you you loved it or you hated it, but you know, it, it kinda came back down to earth a little bit and, and you're like this is the video game. And in Cyberpunk, same thing. S- just hyped through the roof. Um and and yeah, it's it's another open world RPG game and I think so far it's done some cool things, and then, yeah, there's the bugs, there's the kind of just weird feeling of combat. I also don't think driving feels great. Oh, no, driving either. is awful. It's horrible. Like, I'm crashing into shit left and right, just trying to get where I'm going. It's kind of funny sometimes, but I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And, and um, yeah, I just feel, at least in the opening hours where I'm at, it's just Like, you play an Assassin's Creed game, especially the recent ones, and you can be quite overwhelmed by the amount of content in it. But -hmm. when you really break it down, uh it's you just kinda pick and choose what you want. I'm sure Cyberpunk will be the same way, but they throw so much shit at you in the beginning of this game that I I kind of agree with you on the side missions and stuff. Like, there's gotta there there, there's a better way to kinda do this. And and you know, I, I read um Jason Schreier's book, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, this year, and he has a chapter in there about The Witcher 3, which was really fascinating, and, and they talked about The Witcher 3 and how they just they just wanted content. They needed content in this game, and that's why that game has so much stuff in it, but even The Witcher 3 felt like it was paced out like so much better than this game is at the start. And, and, and it's just overwhelming. Like, I have, like, 12 side missions in my log, and I don't even know where I got them, how I got them, or what I got to do.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: and eventually, I'm sure I'll start checking some of them off, um, but they it just throws so much stuff at you so fast that uh, it, it almost kind of turned me off from playing it a little bit the other night. Because I was just like, man, I just, I can't, I'm t- maybe I'm just not in the right mood right now for this game to to just soak that in. Um, so that was one thing. But like, yeah, I really do. Uh, there's a couple things. One, I'm I'm personally intrigued by the story and intrigued by some of those characters so far. Um, maybe some of the writing or dialogue might not be the best. It's kind of edgy. So it kind of depends if you like that or not. Um, but I'm at least intrigued where where it's going. Um you know, I, I think when you play as Geralt in The Witcher Three, you already feel the sense of having way more purpose than you do with V mm-hmm. so far in the beginning of Cyberpunk. So I'm kinda curious where that evolves. Um, I am curious to see a lot more of the city because I think just that first time that you step out into it and they showed it at like their E three demo or whatever, like it is pretty impressive for a console game to kind of just have this much detail, or when you're in those interior spaces and how kind of alive they kind of feel, like, I think that stuff to me is honestly pretty impressive. So I'm curious to just see more of that. Um, and, and yeah, I guess I'm curious to see how the gameplay evolves. And, you know, <laughs> even the skill trees are really overwhelming to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the game... And last thing, I'm going off a lot here, but the game just doesn't, oh, like it, it explains things, uh, just totally fine to me. But then it there's certain things that I felt like it didn't really explain. And so when you first level up uh, for the first time, you get you know, or pretty much every time you level up, you get a perk point and a skill point. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to invest my skill point in the cool because why not? And then, you know, I get the perk points and I'm like, how do I get into that? Like, where, where is that? I see these icons kind of popping up around cool from hovering over it. Um, but then uh, it's just a click into it. But I'm like, okay, yeah, get perk points. Uh, in the beginning of this game when you make your character, uh, you know, a lot of times in an RPG you get to invest a couple of those perk points. Uh-huh. And this game didn't... Like, I didn't even know it was a thing until I leveled up. And I'm like, okay, that's what that means, I guess. And the last thing... This is my last thing for it. The fucking UI is just a mess. Oh, yeah. Like, I think the UI when you are selling stuff is a mess. It's just kind of confusing. It, and I think, it to me, it comes down to, like, the look of it. But then the UI of your inventory versus your backpack and all of your upgrades, and it's just like, holy smokes. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it took me it's about like took me
0: about four hours into the game before I figured out, oh, wait, I can put these weapon mods on my weapon. Like, I can put a scope on this rifle. I can yeah. put a silencer on this submachine uh, gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it took me longer than I thought, <laughs> thought it would to figure that out. Um,
1: yeah, it's just kind of a mess, but... Yeah, I mean, it does have that kind of cool Fallout feel that you get from playing a, you know, Bethesda-like game. Um, I think... but This is know. my
0: hot take. I think that Bethesda Studios games, and I'm going to lump in Mass Effect Andromeda, are more technically competent than Cyberpunk.
1: <laughs> Man, I don't know about... I don't know about that. Well... I think a Bethesda game... I haven't had this many glitches so far in just three and a half hours of playing a Bethesda game mm-hmm. that I do with Cyberpunk. So, I don't know. I kind of feel you, feel you on that. But I also feel like Cyberpunk, the level of detail that it's going for is way more than yeah, I, what Bethesda has done. So. I
0: get that, but that was... Like... If that's the ambition you have, you have to, like, this game didn't have to
1: release this year. No, absolutely (laughs) not. I don't disagree with you on that. Uh, I'm sure they had outside forces, maybe, of, you know, why they needed to get it out this year. But, absolutely, this game could have used, you know, a lot more time in the oven just to iron out these glitches.
0: Yeah, this, I would say this, this game... Could have used maybe even another year to iron maybe. out all of this. Just just because of how big it is, yeah. like it, it sh- realistically should have taken them at least another year to make this and put it out in a state that is, I would deem acceptable. Because I I, I truly think that this game came out in a very poor state, especially for the uh, the launch generation launch uh, edition of the PS4 and Xbox One.
1: Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you at all. And, and it it definitely has not launched the best. And I think it can honestly, you know, if you take away the what the game actually is, the gameplay loop and all that stuff, like just having all of these technical problems and crashes and all that stuff can really kind of sour the experience uh, from the start for a lot of people. And, you know, we've seen like you know, CD Projekt Red stock has dropped because uh, of this game too, and, and the state that it is launched in, and and you know it's such a fine line of you know will will people look past those glitches and be like okay you know they'll they'll fix them sort of thing, but you know I I don't know I don't I, know I, I'm kind of going back and forth in my mind whether I want to continue playing this game.
0: Yeah, I like I bottom line for wait. me is like uh if y'all are on the fence about this maybe wait wait a little bit to play cyberpunk
1: yeah definitely definitely
0: there are definitely other video games out there
1: (laughs) yeah i think i'm gonna probably play more of it um but yeah i'm on the fence whether i want to continue with it or just wait until next year and wait until they get, like, the native PS5 version out and iron all these issues out, mm. and then really just sink my teeth into it. I don't know.
0: Yeah, uh... Um, hmm. I also to before we stop talking about cyberpunk, I wanted to comment that this game is too horny. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think... Oh, yeah.
0: I think CD Project Red has porno brain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. I, once is, again, it, I don't disagree with you This is, game's very horny There
0: are some things that I feel are Teenage level maturity In this, <laughs> writing wise So, yeah. yeah
1: Yeah Like, what's, when you're in Lizzie's bar What's what's the fucking thing say? Fuck God, what's it say? Like, fuck harder Or something, did you see that stuff? Yep, mm-hmm <laughs> like, I took It's also see it. signs
0: for Lizzie Jizzy yeah, which Lizzie is like Gizzy. I guess is there uh I don't know, I guess that's the advertisement for their porno brain dances. I don't yeah.
1: know. Yeah. And, and like yes, this game is very horny. I get it too. It's part of kind of I guess the world that they're trying to build and what cyberpunk kind of is, but it I there's a line there. I think of like kind of maybe going over it and like okay, this is kind of corny. Sort of thing. I've picked up a like, dozen
0: dildos already.
1: Really? Yep. Wow. I haven't, I haven't found it. I haven't found one yet. I'm you need to look surprised. harder. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure
0: I'll find them around. I'm. I'm actually the kind of person who sees the symbol. Oh, there's something to pick up over here. There's some junk laying around. Let's pick that up for crafting materials. Yeah.
1: No, I'm. I'm the same way. I've. I've just found that I haven't really given a shit to pick all this stuff up. Yeah. I don't know, but. Yeah, this game's very, very horny. (laughs) Mm. So, I don't know. But, like, I'm kind of with you. Like, I don't... I'm not blown away with this game, but I don't hate it at the same time. I want to see more of it and see where it goes, but a lot of it, you know, a lot of the side stuff just does seem a little bit more like stuff that I don't really care about, which is a shame considering... The previous game the studio made was The Witcher 3, and I wanted to do all the side stuff because it was just fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, I've done a few side missions so far and none of them have been really engaging. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I guess yeah, Cyberpunk is a thing that's going to be out there for a while. There's going to there's a lot to see in that game. I imagine mm-hmm. I'll play a lot of it. Um I'll, I'll definitely beat the main story and some eventually. I'm not sure if I'm going to go out and do all that side stuff, because that map is huge.
1: Yeah, it is. And and like I said, I'm intrigued by the main story so far that I will play through that, and hearing that it's like 20 hours to finish it, I'm like, oh my god, yes. Like, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm curious, like, I'll I'll look this up before I do it, but I'm curious if there's like a post-game like after you
1: finish it. I'm sure there is. I'm sure you can go, do stuff. Go clean stuff up. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's typical open world game design. You know, they they want you to just keep playing their games forever, yeah. even after you finish the main story. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm also curious how what you're gonna feel about Keanu Reeves' character because I have,
1: I have some thoughts, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna share
0: them yet until you, you are introduced.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm very curious with that, Um, and in seeing that, Mm I don't know. It's kind of wild that it's out, but
0: not sure if
1: it should have come out.
0: yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna like my uh, non-professional opinion is uh, no. This game was not ready to come out. (laughs) Yeah,
1: but it it apparently has sold eight million pre-order copies Mm. that's just pre-order numbers and it's already like made its development cost back and you know who knows how many other copies they sold just on launch day of people that didn't pre-order so this game is no doubt successful and financially and that's awesome you know for cd project in the studio um but you know I think it just could have been a little bit better. But let me back up too and just say that The Witcher 3 wasn't really great at launch either in terms of technical performance, but the in the butt to that to me is it was it's better than Cyberpunk. Uh-huh. Even from the from the get-go. Like I think just better in just about every fucking way so far, but I think it's technical performance at least to me even though The Witcher 3 wasn't great at launch, and CD Projekt definitely turned that game around, I'll never forget playing through that game and getting that update where they really changed how that game felt, and it felt 10 times better. Um, So I have no doubt that they're going to really stick with this game, and there's going to be a million patches already. There there was already a big 17-gig patch on the PS4 version just yesterday, or Friday, and... So I have no doubt they're going to stick with it to make it better, technically. Um, But, yeah. I don't know. See where it goes. uh,
0: Definitely, uh, like I said earlier, if you're on the fence, wait. Just wait.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh,
0: I have also played other video games other than Cyberpunk because I'm not letting that game dominate my life. How about you, Tyler?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've I've played some other stuff. Um, Speaking of video games and crashing god damn dirt 5 on ps5 the ps5 version of dirt 5 is just like i really like playing that game the can the career mode is thin and it's starting to wear a little bit in terms of its repetition wait
0: you're telling me that troy baker and nolan north weren't enough to carry that
1: No, and to be honest with you, I turn the fucking thing down. I turn their voices down so I don't really have to hear them uh, in this game. It's just kind of bizarre to hear. Um, But really enjoying the racing in in the game, and I like playing it. But dude, it's to the point where when I boot up Dirt 5, I, I literally say to myself, well, I'll just play it till it crashes. Because I think I was playing this game the other night. I played for maybe... I don't know, an hour and a half, and the game crashed three times on me. It, 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 like, I'll probably get through maybe three or four events, and it'll crash. And it always crashes right when I finish an event, too. Um, and sometimes it gets to the point where I guess the game like kind of checks that off for me in the progress that I made, and then sometimes I have to totally redo the event. Mm. It's just so fucking annoying. I, and I don't really understand why, because when I started playing this game, I had no problems, um, but... Now, now it's just crashing all the time. I, what I'm going to try to do is just uninstall it and reinstall the game. so I'll give that a shot, but otherwise, that's another game. You know, that, this is a widespread issue. I haven't really looked into it too much of like, you know, if you're interested in that game on PS5, just wait, wait a little bit for them to, to fix that because it's just annoying. So I'll give it a shot to reinstall the game. Yeah, maybe by the time
0: people can actually buy PlayStation 5, these games will run better. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see.
1: Um, So, yeah, played played a lot more of that. Played um, more Destiny 2, Beyond Light. Um, I'm up to, like, 1205 Light level and uh, just checked some stuff off, really. I got the um, uh, Stasis prototype. Is that what it is? Yep. Yeah, so I got got that and did that whole uh chain. Um that weapon's not the greatest.
0: No, that weapon is kind of a
1: tool to do other quests. Yeah. That's that's kinda what I'm picking up, because when you get it, you just don't feel very powerful with it. Um, so that's kinda where where I left off. I also, for some reason, jumped into Iron Banner. <laughs> Got my fucking ass smacked so hard in just one round. I'm like, you know what? I'll come back to this at another time. The the PVP in that game is just it's vicious anymore. Tyler,
0: like, I I actually crazy. kicked ass in Iron Banner.
1: Did you? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So
0: I'm up to like twelve fifty four.
1: Oh wow! Nice. Uh,
0: and I got my hawk moon oh yeah they put out a quest line an exotic quest line to get Hawkmoon and I did that nice. and oh buddy that is uh it's a killer
1: <laughs> nice that's that's fucking awesome um,
0: that's yeah. cool did,
1: did you do the whole iron banner quest line
0: uh not did yet you know, no or... I, okay. I I mean I have a week to do it and I I think I'll mm-hmm. I'll work on that
1: gotcha um, yeah. But yeah, I, know I'm, though. I'm I really really liking Destiny too. Yeah,
0: it's it is fucking great, man. I I I just like that there are a lot of different things I can do to progress. Like there's mm-hmm. there are so many different like different activities now. Like you can go do your uh, Wrathborn hunts. Have you done any of those yet?
1: Not yet. No. Oh
0: man. Um, okay.
1: I need to very soon.
0: I mean, they're not the most interesting content but it is definitely another thing you can go do to get powerful gear (laughs) Uh, I still haven't raided yet Uh, I've been doing uh, eventually you unlock the ability to do empire hunts and to escalate them to higher difficulties and I've been doing those to the point where they start involving uh, champions that uh, have that you need those mods those special mods from your seasonal artifact oh wow uh, so I've been doing some of that been doing some nightfalls i I'm really into it man
1: yeah yeah it, it's a it's a smart thing that Bungie's done with their design of just you know you can you can um you know improve your character however you want that wasn't the case in the early days no <laughs> no that's why the loot cave existed exactly exactly and so yeah they they've really made made that progression so much better uh, so we're gonna gonna keep playing war destiny 2 it's a great time um i finished resident evil 3 so oh huh. played through this game this game is five hours long <laughs> really <laughs> it is a yes what? yes i'm not kidding you that was my playthrough time five hours the game is very short um you know what? Resident Evil Two took us probably what 10, 12 maybe. Yeah, yeah. It, it took a while. And this game, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty short. Uh, I didn't, I don't hate that about it, um, but it is somewhat disappointing. Uh, in, in just a just a little bit. Um, but this game, I think I enjoyed it overall because I just enjoyed the gameplay in the in the loop. A Resident Evil, the exploration of it, you know, I really just love that stuff, and this game is no different, and you go to some pretty cool places, the overall though, I just don't think Raccoon City is as intriguing as um, the police station in Resident Evil 2, and yeah, there's some story stuff with it that I don't want to fully spoil that are really fascinating that kind of connect the two games together. But I also think just the overall kind of narrative and vibe of the Nemesis just isn't as exciting as Mr. X in the end. Because um, you he kind of he end up fighting him a lot. And each fight wasn't super exciting, especially the last one was like... One incredibly easy, and then two, just not exciting to me. The second to last one was was probably the toughest one. Um, And I mean, it's it's fine. Uh, It's a fine game. Um, You know, if you you like that gameplay loop of Resident Evil, it's it's good. And and there are some very very disgusting looking things in this game. Uh huh. In Resident Evil, that RE engine is very good at creating disgusting-looking things, and this game is no Uh different. Um, (laughs) So, and I also just think, like, I had an abundance of ammunition at the end of this game, which, you know, I think back to a Resident Evil 2 playthrough, and we had to, like, use fucking everything to get through that final boss. And uh, this, this game, like... I forget, I think I had almost 400 rounds of assault rifle ammo, I had plenty of shotgun ammo, I had 15 rounds of my grenade launcher, I had, um, I think almost 100 bullets for my pistol. Like, it was nuts how much ammo this game gives you. It's more of an action game, which uh, I think I personally prefer the more survival style of Resident Evil 2. And just not having a lot there. Because it just doesn't create a ton of tense moments when I can just mow down zombies with a machine gun. That's just not super exciting in a Resident Evil world to me. Like, I think about one of the boss fights in Resident Evil 2 when you and I were playing through that. We were literally out of ammo and you killed the dude with a knife. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. You know, like, that was just, just the adrenaline going like oh my god that was nuts i cannot believe that happened sort of thing and i just found that having more ammo uh in this game just didn't really create a lot of those moments to me but you know it's fine it's a fine game for five hours i think if you find it on the cheap i think it's it's worth it um and then the other last thing i played is i started a sack boy a big adventure um which basically is Super Mario 3D World meets the recent Yoshi games hmm. that Nintendo has made. So it, you know, it, it has the kind of gameplay that Super Mario 3D World kind of has, and you, that you're just kind of going through these set levels. But then it also just kind of has the look and kind of creativity in sort of kiddiness of a Yoshi game. Um and it's fun. You know, I'm enjoying myself just especially coming off of playing Crash 4, which is fucking brutally hard as a platformer to just play something that's nice and breezy. Um and, and you know, you just kinda have a smile on your face with some of the some of the fun stuff that you're seeing. Um, the game's not overly hard, like at all, but it's fun to kinda go around, collect all the secrets. Um, in the game, you know, the the thing is that I could see people being turned off of how Sackboy feels, especially um, kind of jumping. He's he's kind of a lot more floaty than Mario or Crash. Um, so I could see that kind of turning some some people off. But I'm enjoying my time. I'm through the first world. Um, I think there's five five or six worlds overall. So we'll continue to play that. <laughs> There is a level that has Bruno Mars music in it. Um, okay. It's the, it's the, uh, I always forget who the actual band they did it with, but it's the song that Bruno Mars did, uh, Uptown Funk. I always think of it as a Bruno Mars song, even though I know he collaborated with someone else or, or another band on it. Um, but Uptown Funk is in the game, which was really fucking weird and kind of fun. In a way, of how they timed out a lot of the things that you're doing uh, in the game to match the music. So, I don't know. It's kind of a neat little game that I'll play more of. So, All right. yeah, that's that's it. And, and then shout out to Ori. I put more time into Ori. So no assassin's creed this week and i'm itching to get back to it yeah i was gonna say i was like you broke i know you already broke your streak like i'm kind of trying to decide i'm like do i want to keep playing cyberpunk or just fucking pound out assassin's creed and part of me kind of wants to go with assassin's creed i've enjoyed playing that game a lot more than cyberpunk so far um so i don't know we'll see but that's that's all i've played this week what other stuff have you played uh, other than
0: Destiny and Cyberpunk, I've been playing a lot mm. of Yakuza 7. I'm up to Chapter 9 now, uh, which is well over halfway into the game. Uh, I I went on a side quest where I went on a date with a ghost. <laughs> All right. Uh, it was really weird. <laughs> uh, I also unlocked the uh, dragon cart. Uh it's kart racing. They made a kart racer in Yakuza. Oh my
1: god. Wow. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh so yeah, it's totally it's totally a kart racer. You pick up items and you use them during the race. There are boost pads. Uh you drift around corners to maintain speed. It's yeah. They they just made a fucking kart racer in Yakuza. Wow. <laughs> uh so yeah, I I did a little bit of that. Um, this story is getting to a really intense place now, like the main story. And it's kind of hilarious because all the side stuff is really wide open now, too. Like, at the same time that the story gets super dark and interesting, (laughs) the silly stuff opens up a lot more.
1: Hmm. That's awesome.
0: Uh... So yeah, I'm I'm just really enjoying my time in that. This map is a lot bigger than Kamarocho. Uh there there is a lot more to do. It's it's just a bigger game. <laughs> and yeah, I I'm just really enjoying it. I gotta I'm I'm now using I, I put down the, the vibrator and now I'm using a uh a flaming sword. A flaming <laughs> katana. So, man, no more sex toys as weapons for me. <laughs> man, uh, but yeah, it's it's a great time, man. It's as opposed to like I don't know, as opposed to cyberpunk's somewhat like immature writing. I think this this game has some pretty smart comedy in it.
1: Mhm. Sounds like it. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, just really love those characters. It's it is a fantastic world to just exist in. And yeah, I look forward to maybe beating it by next week. Ooh. Actually, wait, no. I'm working overtime. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to have time for that. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Shit. Um, but yeah, I'm going to going to try to try to grind my way through that game. Uh, and other than that, I think that's it. I did buy a couple games that I have yet to play, but I'll talk about those when I get to them. Cool. Uh, all right. I guess hmm news. Uh we missed did we totally miss the epilepsy thing last week?
1: Uh yeah, I think we did actually.
0: All right, so this we've got this thing that's kind of gone full circle. Um we I I believe you mentioned it there's this brain dance sequence in Cyberpunk 2077 that utilizes a lighting uh effect that is very similar to what doctors use to diagnose uh, epileptic seizures. Um, and yeah, that's just in the game. Uh, at first, they didn't even have a special epilepsy warning. It was just something in the EULA, which no one fucking reads. Right. Even though I'm pretty sure a lot of... I've seen a lot of games that just have a separate epilepsy fucking warning. Like, it's almost on every game. Uh-huh. And they just decided not to put that in there. Uh, they have since... Put an extra warning for epilepsy, um, and they are working on a, a modif- modification to that uh, sequence that will um, reduce the risk. But it is super weird that that got through in the first place.
1: Yeah, the, yeah, I don't, I don't understand how it got through um, at all. How it, how it gets
0: fucking like you think like sure maybe the dev didn't fucking see it but to certify this game yes the platform holder should have fucking held them to a higher standard yeah
1: that's that's exactly what i was gonna say like it's it's on cyber it's on cd project Bread ultimately developing the game but the game got through cert so it's it's on sony and microsoft as well um so I, I don't I don't understand how that got through at all and it's it's a shame that it was even there. Um it's you know, good on um Liana Rupert from Game Reformer for calling that out and, and writing that story up. But then also just the massive amount of shit she received is just ridiculous. Yeah. Like yeah, from people like
0: okay. like stupid motherfuckers who are such a fanboy of a game that they're going to take any, like, news about it that could be fucking, like, legitimate news that could help, s- help people just because it sounds bad, and it is bad. They're going to take that as, like, a personal attack on the game? Uh-huh. And, like, it- it's fucking stupid, and t- the way they fucking behave by trying to send a uh, video that would trigger epileptic seizures, it's yeah. just, it's fucking gross, and uh, it's... Yeah, it, I I don't know, to a certain degree, I do kind of blame CD Project Red a little bit for this because their whole marketing campaign was built on this edginess which has kind of cultivated the kind of people who would respond that way.
1: Yeah, definitely. And and it's it's also just one of those instances where before this game's even out and before, you know, everyone's played it, that everyone that there's this certain group of people who look at this game as the fucking best thing in the world and right. they will defend everything about it and that part of gaming is so toxic and so bad and it needs to be obliterated like it's just sad that that he or she is doing honest work, and That'd really warning save people. Some people, exactly, and really warning people that have epilepsy, you know, issues and and want to uh, play this game, and warning them about that, and and calling out CD Projekt Red of saying you need to fix this or put a warning there or something, but she gets all this shit for it. It just it's disgusting. It's so disgusting to me. Um, yeah. Apparently they did fix it though. CD Projekt Red, they modified all the flashing and reduced the risk of inducing epileptic symptoms Mm
0: -hmm. with
1: it. But yeah, just shouldn't have been there in 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 the first place through develop through the developer through the console uh, manufacturers. Just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: uh, It turns out like, and I'm gonna say. I don't think Cyberpunk 2077 is the revolutionary game that people... (laughs) Like, you shouldn't defend any game like that. No. And I don't... Yeah, I I just... I feel like people need to fucking chill the fuck out and realize these are fucking video games. Mm -hmm. And when people are trying to do their damn job, just to fucking leave them alone.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Uh, All right. Well... Speaking of bummers, Tyler, the Game Awards happened. Yep. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, we... I didn't watch it because I was at work, but I went and saw the results, and I'm, I'm a little disappointed in the, the people who decide these things. For multiple reasons. Uh, <laughs> so, hmm. Where do we want to go here? Like, what do we want to start... Alright, so we'll, since Game of the Year is up at the top, let's scroll down here. Where do we want to start here? Yeah, why don't we start right
1: above esports, all the esports
0: stuff. Uh, Content creator? <laughs> I mean, I don't I know... Don't. Who, I, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know who Valkyrie is, but uh, congratulations unless you turn out to uh, be a piece of shit like a lot of the people that they uh, decide to give awards to over the year, you know... <laughs> Fucking doctor disrespect with his yeah. cheating on his wife and. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, so we got best debut game, which is Phasmophobia. Um, best multiplayer, Among Us. A game that didn't release this year, but, you know, <laughs> I guess we can give it an award for this year. Yeah. Hmm. You predicted this one best sports slash racing, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2.
1: Yeah, and. This comes down to two things to me, and this goes to a lot of different awards, and, and what actually won is, one, uh, it's kind of a popularity contest, and two, critics are voting on this stuff. Uh, most of the critics will play to a Tony Hawk game and won't play, say, Formula One 2020. Mm-hmm. So... Of course, this is going to win, and it's the same with a lot of different, a lot of different uh, awards to me. Uh, not not all of them, but some of them.
0: Yeah, and uh, another another bummer to me is best sim slash strategy. A bummer that this, they lumped these two categories into each other, mm-hmm. and a bummer that Microsoft Flight Simulator beat Crusader Kings three. God damn it! Yeah, CK three is so damn good. Uh, hmm. All right, how about you take the next
1: few? Um, best family game was Animal Crossing, New Horizon. Not a shocker. Best fighting game, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. Game so a old.
0: re-release of MK11? Yeah. Okay.
1: An old game. One best fighting game, but sure. Uh, best role-playing game, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Once again, you know, I, I don't think this... I'm not saying this game doesn't deserve it because I do like this game a lot, but, you know, there's a lot of nostalgia there. Um, especially amongst the people who vote on this best action adventure, Last of Us Part Two, um, best action, Hades. I think that is well deserved for Hades yep. winning best best action. Yeah, the moment moment gameplay in that game is just incredible. Um, best VR slash AR, Half Life Alex. Makes sense. Innovation in accessibility, Last of Us Part Two. Um, you know, I think this that makes a lot of sense considering how many uh, accessibility options are in that game. Yeah. To me. Um, best community support, Fall Guys. <laughs> yeah,
0: the community gets all the brands they want. Yep. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, best mobile, uh, Among Us. Um,
0: okay. Uh, sure.
1: Yeah. Old game, but Among Us did, uh, you know, really... Blew up this year, so whatever. I guess it yeah, but I,
0: I, I mean, Genshin Impact exists in this world, but you know, whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that that game seems like it's pretty good. So, who knows? Uh, best indie, Hades won that. Oh yeah, well deserved there. Best ongoing, No Man's Sky. I think that is well deserved as well. Um, just because, yeah. That that they've really turned that game around. It's great for them to be recognized for it. Uh, players' Choice went to Ghost of Tsushima. Um, games for Impact went to Tell Me Why.
0: Mm, okay. What I heard is that they kind of like that game kind of existed as, existed as what it was and didn't really tackle too many issues within it. That's that's what that's the criticism I heard of that game mm. and the other games in that category. I thought I don't know. I feel like Don't Nod is the the studio that people recognize and the games they've played. I think that's another situation here. Yeah. This is the one the critics played.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, Best performance, Laura Bailey as Abby in The Last of Us Part Two. What do you think of that? Uh, Yeah. I guess. I mean, I think her performance is fantastic. Um, So... Yeah, I, think it's I mean, well deserved. But I think it I, honestly, to me, could have went to any of them.
0: Yeah, I heard, I
1: heard Miles Morales was pretty fucking good. Oh yeah, yeah, I absolutely loved that performance in that game. Um, so I, I seriously, I think it could have went to anyone. I think Laura Bailey's Abby. I think she does deserve it. Uh, her performance mm-hmm. for there is is pretty great. Best audio design: The Last of Us Part Two. Um. I don't know. I, I I think the the audio in this game is is honestly very good, but I think there's a couple other ones that I maybe win a year went first. where
0: Call of Duty releases a little bit later
1: and is not eligible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they usually win that win that award pretty easily. Uh, best score in music: Final Fantasy VII remake. Yes, right. I don't know. I'll I, accept it. Yeah, I I think the fucking soundtrack of this game is amazing. Um, it's just, once again, it's another one of those categories that I think all those nominees were were worthy. You know, The Last of Us Part II, Ori, uh, which I think always gets overlooked with its soundtrack. Um, Hades, that soundtrack's obviously very good. Doom Eternal's great. Couldn't have went to any, any of them, but man, that, that music in Final Fantasy VII Remake is just, just, just amazing. Something about Square Enix in music, man. Like, when... They're at the top of their game and you you that you have that kind of orchestral style music going on when you have just this amazing boss fight going or something ah oh, there's kind of almost nothing better sometimes mm. in, in a video game uh best art direction ghost of Tsushima all right yeah huh. game is pretty <laughs> I don't I, I don't think this game doesn't deserve it I think. Yeah. I just I think Ori would have got it though? Yeah, I would have thought Ori I think wasn't Hades nominated for this one. Yeah. And I think Hades is just stunning. Um same with Ori. Um but hey, Kosushima is a very good looking game. So. Uh best narrative went to The Last of Us Part 2. Wrong. <laughs> What would you What would you went though
0: with Oh shit! I have to look back at the nominees, but I I really liked how Hades did a narrative in Roguelike. Mm-hmm. Um, what What was shit? Let I me. Mean, hmm. Awards nominees. Let's see. Come on, I don't know. I mean. I just didn't particularly like the narrative. <laughs> last of Us Part Two. I guess that's a personal thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean,
1: I the the narrative with the Last of Us Part Two, I think you kind of love it or hate it. I haven't really seen anyone be in between. I while I don't think it's one hundred percent perfect. I like that narrative. So, in in yeah, I'll, I'll speak to it more. My point when we get to Game of the Year. Um best game direction went to The Last of Us Part Two, which I thought was kind yeah. of interesting.
0: Yeah, because considering it was a very similar direction as to a lot of their previous games, it did Yeah. It, like I I
1: I don't I don't know, man. And and you could you know, there's arguments there, and this is coming for someone who really likes that game. There's arguments there of like the pacing of it is yeah. kinda uh interesting, I guess. Um I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure if I would have chose The Last of Us Part Two for this category, to be totally honest with you. But then we get to Game of the Year, which went to The Last of Us Part Two. Last of Us Part Two just sweeping the awards this year. Yep,
0: yeah, Neil Druckmann gets his cock heart, so uh, here we go. <laughs> now he's vice president. I, I don't know. Yeah,
1: I mean, you you like The Last of Us 2 or you don't. Um, And, you know, I'll I'll just say this, uh, because, you know, I want to save more of the discussion for when we do our Game of the Year stuff, but just look at the critical reception of The Last of Us Part Two, and just those people vote for this award. So people who, like, I don't understand the, the shock of, like, I cannot believe that game won. Or, the Game Awards is rigged, man, and you're only saying that because you disagree with the outcome. Uh,
0: I don't think it's rigged. I just don't agree with the people who
1: decide these things. Yeah, I mean, you just, you have a different opinion on that game than them. But but I guess that's, that's what I'm just trying to say It's just, Look at the critical reception of it. Those are the people that vote on this award, so to me it's not shocking that the last of us part two won Game of the Year. It's the not Game shocking,
0: Awards. it's also a little bit a boring, obvious pick that
1: they choose. Um yes. I, I could see that. Yeah. I, I I think it would have been like I, I like last Like the imagine part II. like but, but do you remember
0: how shocking it was that Sekiro won Game of the Year? Oh yeah.
1: It was so shocking. Um, I remember when when they announced that and you and I looked at each other and it was like, Holy shit, I cannot believe that. Um and and I think there was seriously uh, a potential that that sh- that could have been Hades this year. And yeah. and I really thought that was a that was a total possibility. Um but it ended up being the last of us part two. I just I really wonder they won't ever reveal the numbers, but I wonder how close it was behind the scenes. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like the critics that I listen to, and it's probably a very specific subset, were, it, it felt like they were universally, like, loved Hades, and were split on The Last of Us. That's, that's just where I'm at, like, the yeah. people that I tend to agree with and care about. hmm
1: No, I, I'm the same way with a lot of people I listen to. It was, you know, um, you know, mixed. You know, there there was people, you know, in their discussions of like, yeah, I fucking love this game, or no, I didn't like it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, but
0: I I just feel like Hades was was that game that everyone fucking loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of I don't know
1: nothing really wrong with Hades.
0: You know. Yeah. So. And also, if you want to look at studio culture, <laughs> Haiti, I'm not sure you heard about this, but um, Supergiant Games banned emails after 5 p.m. on Fridays. <laughs> that's awesome. They, did, they didn't crunch at all to make Hades.
1: Wow. Well, that's good.
0: And then, then you look at Naughty Dog, who's like, "Yeah, this is just how it is.
1: I wish it was just, uh, that was a universal thing period for any profession to ban emails after friday mm-hmm. yeah that would be great <laughs> that is you know I, I have a phone through my employer in it's it's just it's horrible <laughs> <laughs> like i like it because i don't need to have a phone or pay for it but man just having to be connected to that all the time can really just fuck with your head and, could you have told them no, I don't want your phone, <laughs> yeah, I could, and I could, to be honest, and also, I could go get a phone on my own, so that way I could just you know put that one away or turn it off or whatever, but you know, and that's something I've seriously considered, and that's only just for my mental health, just to be able to literally just disconnect from work, and you know especially especially now uh You know, working from home, um, when you say you're taking a day off, you know, what the fuck am I doing? You know, I'm I'm laying around playing video games. Like, people kind of, they don't know exactly what I'm doing, but they know that I'm home. So it's like, well, you could join that meeting. You know, you could get this done for you on your day off. It's like, fuck off. No. You should be like,
0: uh, are you fuckers paying my mortgage as office space right now? Yeah, I don't don't fucking think so.
1: Yeah, that would be
0: nice. You want want to pay rent for this office space? (laughs) That'd be awesome.
1: Uh,
0: Yeah. You want to pay my utilities? You want to pay my internet? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Because that, that, I mean, on a sidebar, that's the reality of work from home. It's actually cheaper for them to do it. Because yeah. they aren't paying for internet and utilities, exactly, or rent, exactly. I think. Well, I mean, they. I guess they're still paying to rent out that building, or if I'm not sure what your situation
1: is, if they own that building or not. Yeah, no, I, th- I think we, I think we own it most of it. Okay. Um, there is like a tenant in another portion of it, but I think other than that, we own it. Um, but I think that's part of the reality of you know, uh, somewhat of what has happened this year is that a lot of these. Companies have realized, like, oh, yeah, we can operate just fine without an office. Mm-hmm. But, and it's cheaper to do it this way. Yeah, <laughs> but we need to have the office for the culture and, and you know, the socializing. That, what, and I'm like, What ah! is that
0: culture that you're talking about?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Is that, is that the
0: know. culture where you have shitheads being shitheads in the workplace and we hear stories about it?
1: Yeah, or, or like, to me, I'm, I cannot stand, like, small talk. And all that stuff. And I'm just like, dude, I don't need that stuff. When I'm at home, I don't have that stuff. You know, I'm just way more focused, way less stressed out to a degree. Um, And I'm just like, eh, you know, I don't need to be in the office. I'm I'm totally fine where I'm at. Anyways, there was announcements.
0: Yeah, announcements from the Game Awards, which I'm going to say made me a lot happier than awards themselves
1: (laughs) they there were some pretty good announcements i think yeah
0: um do we want to i don't know if we want to restrict it do we want to restrict this to playstation stuff because there's a lot of cool stuff here
1: um i mean we can we can shout that stuff out because yeah i think there's there's some really cool sephiroth is coming to
0: smash yeah how fucking cool is that He had mario on the end of his
1: sword yep that was fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, that was a great trailer and very exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the, to that.
0: Nothing like a uh, good uh, use of One Winged Angel. Mm mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. Man, let's see. I mean, I guess Sea of Solitude is coming. What's Sea of Solitude? Um, I... It is an EA
1: original game. Oh, oh, yeah,
0: yeah, I remember that. Okay, I, I, w- I almost thought that said Sea of Thieves for a second, which is why I started reading it, and then I saw, oh, Sea of Solitude. Right. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Because Sea of see Thieves here. does look like a Switch game to me. It does, yeah. <laughs> I don't really... uh, we got some gameplay of Near Replicant,
1: which yes. looks good. Yes, it looks very good. It looks a lot more similar to Near Automata to me. Mm. So I'm fucking jazzed on this game. Really excited. Uh,
0: contender for worst title for a video game:
1: Hood Outlaws and Legends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not 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 a good not a good game. They shut off multiplayer for it. I'm still not sure how I feel about this game, but
0: guess Oh, we'll it's
1: Robin Hood. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. I I was thinking something different. Right. It could definitely be something different. Um, I was thinking like Chicago or, or, or something <laughs> like, like In the Hood. Right.
1: right. Uh, all right. But yeah, yeah. You, there's like different classes that you play as. and I don't know. Could be cool. It's made by Sumo Digital who did Sackboy recently. All right. So we'll see. This uh, next one. Right. Oh. Well, oh shit! No. Yeah, the next yeah. one here, Turtle Rock, showed off Back for Blood, and gave it a date of June twenty second. So we'll see if we if they hit that. Basically, this game is Left for Dead, and it looks Hell like exactly yeah. like Left for Dead. I know Turtle Rock made. Did they make the first one? The second one? They made one of them. Uh, the Left for Dead games. Um, Turtle Rock also made Evolve, which mm-hmm. was not successful, but. I got so excited for this announcement, uh, and, and just kind of reveal, I mean, they, they announced it a little bit ago, but just to show it off, I think one reason I'm just so excited about it is this game just looks so pure and fun, It's just kind of just seems like, and I hope there isn't bullshit around it, and like, that gameplay loop of Left 4 Dead is so good, it's one of the best co-op experiences you can have, and
0: yeah, you know, just bring game, it back. Looks great. But you know what's going to be in this game? Um, is probably. I mean, I'm not sure if they've confirmed it or not, but you know how games have been doing streamer modes now, right? Mm. <laughs> so yeah. they're, they're definitely going to have a streamer mode where, like, viewers can send in fucking these whatever these special zombies are. Mm hmm. That,
1: that would not shock me at all. <laughs> not at all. I really hope, too, there isn't a lot of uh, microtransactions in it, because I know that was something that uh, really hurt Evolve Mm -hmm. at the beginning. I mean, the game just wasn't great, but Evolve had a ton of microtransactions and extra DLC and just nonsense. And I just, I hope they just keep it real and just make a fun co-op video game where you're shooting a bunch of zombies because it looked looked so good.
0: Mm. And, All right. I also guess Perfect Dark is back
1: yeah from the initiative Perfect Dark? yeah on the, on the Xbox side I like Perfect Dark I played that N64 game a lot um, and I remember playing Perfect Dark Zero at the launch of 360 which that game really wasn't that great but yeah this trailer kind of surprised me and you know it could be something really cool I don't know we'll, we'll see a perfect dark game with just a massive budget and production behind it? Oh, could be really fascinating. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Well, uh, this one here, Glenn Schofield and mm-hmm. uh, Striking Distance Studios announced the Callisto Protocol, which is basically uh, like a spiritual successor to Dead Space. So Glenn Schofield worked at Visceral and was one of the leaders on Dead Space. Um, this trailer was really fucking creepy and cool, and I really hope this game is good. Weird that this game is connected to PUBG. Yeah. That's kind of weird, but kind of awesome at the same time. <laughs> Just because it's kind of dumb. So, I don't know. Yeah. It could be cool.
0: Um, What else do we have here? We have... Mm. We got to look at the new Dragon Age.
1: Yeah. I mean, kind of. I mean... it. God, I'm just so tired of these fucking teaser trailers for Dragon Age, dude. This is like the third one we've gotten. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, it showed some things off, but we kind of knew some of the things that they showed off from previous mm-hmm. ones. And I'm like, come on, man. Give us something more than that. Like, is it seriously just called Dragon Age? Or like, or does it have a real title yet? I don't know. I'm just so tired of these EA teasers. And, I mean, there's another one we'll talk about later. But uh, while I'm looking forward to what Dragon Age 4 is, I just thought this was kind of a bummer trailer, personally. Yeah.
0: Uh, Fulbright has a new game called Open Roads uh, they made Gone Home in Tacoma obviously uh, so yeah I yeah I'm interested Yeah, I, Fulbright makes some good games yeah games seem pretty neat
1: uh, Carrie Russell and oh who's the other one starring in it Carrie Russell cool. and Caitlin De- Dever uh, is in it um, she did Booksmart and unbelievable she's really cool uh, I've enjoyed a lot of things I've watched with her in it, and uh, Carrie Russell has been in a lot of really cool things as well. So, yes, game could be pretty, pretty neat. Different art style for Fulbright as well, more animated. So, mm. yeah.
0: All right. Uh, let's see. Where I get lost on this list, you know, when you have a huge list of things. Yeah. Uh, I mean. The cyberpunk car's in Forza. I know sure. that's Xbox, but, you know, sure.
1: Wonder if it drives like shit.
0: <laughs> Dude, you know, one of the nitpicky things I have is when you're riding in the car with uh, Jackie, the car is turning a lot, but he ain't turning that wheel a lot. <laughs> oh, I never noticed that. <laughs> no, he's kind of just, like, just gently going. dinking it over, and hmm. the car is just whipping around. Hmm. <laughs> I'll have to pay attention to that next time. Um... <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Disco Elysium. There is a console version coming to PS5, PS4, and PC in March with more stuff. Uh, I still need to finish that game. Maybe I just hold off and start again on a, on a PlayStation 5. Hopefully I have a PlayStation 5 by March. Yeah. Yeah, this was a pretty
1: cool announcement. I think they said, too, that PC players will get all this stuff for free, all the new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. But, Yeah.
0: Uh, let's see. There's... I don't... We don't We don't know anything about Warframe here. I'm just gonna say it. we nah, don't know do shit about Warframe. No. Uh, there's a fantasy RPG called Crimson Desert. Uh, I thought it looked cool. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure where, where it's supposed to release. It d- doesn't really say here. Uh, I thought... Unless it's in the trailer. It might be at the end of the trailer. Yeah, yeah. I
1: thought it was PS5, Series X, and PC winter of 2021 this game looks fucking dope and and really beautiful i really hope they pull this game off and it's cool because i could totally be down for it the only thing is that trailer was like really framey Mm -hmm. but it's still working work in progress but a lot of high hopes i think for that one south korean studio yeah which is also neat
0: uh so we're getting some more licensed trash with an Evil Dead game.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I'm just gonna say licensed trash because that—that's all that ever fucking comes out anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I wasn't. I'm not too into this, but
0: no, I—I used to like the Evil Dead back when my sense of humor was like that. <laughs> I have changed a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'd still like it. Oh, what else is there that's... Vin Diesel is an Ark? Well, Ark 2. <laughs> They're making another Ark game, and Vin oh Diesel is god. in it. Oh god. Dude,
1: this trailer, when Vin Diesel popped up, I was I literally laughed out loud. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like, I just... He works in Fast and Furious because, I don't know, there's just a certain look and style in the in ways that Vin Diesel does things, so when he's in something like this, and he's still playing Vin Diesel, it's just kind of hilarious to me.
0: Yeah, Vin Diesel is two things to me. He's uh, he's obviously Fast and Furious, but he's also Riddick. Yeah, like, those are the two things Vin Diesel is to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I don't. I don't know. I, I didn't like Ark at all either. It's just not a game for me. So I'm kind of um, surprised they're making a sequel to it.
0: Uh, no, it's. That that game got big it's a big it's a big streamer game, yeah, no
1: I mean, i mean when I say that i mean uh I'm kind of surprised this isn't like a big uh expansion or something to that game that a lot of people are playing, you know, I'm surprised they're kinda i guess starting over in a way mm-hmm. with an, in, in having an arc two kind of yeah. like a destiny to destiny two sort of thing
0: uh Yeah, so we've also got Super Meat Boy Forever. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's a hard platformer. I'm not sure if you'll want to
1: play that. (laughs) Yeah, I... I I won't. I won't, but I respect people who play it. Backing up one really quick. um, This game called Seasons. Oh. I don't know if you saw the trailer for this. I
0: did did not see this one.
1: This game looked pretty cool. It's from um, Scavenger Studio, who made the Darwin Project that came out this year. Um and it is like a totally different game for them. Um, it's kind of exploration based. You're just kind of exploring, taking photographs, and documenting things. And seems like it could be really, really chill, maybe. And kind of, it's got a really beautiful art style. Um, and it's also exclusive to PS Five.
0: Oh, it's kind of interesting. Now I'm looking as well. at the trailer now, and this looks this looks good.
1: Yeah, it look it looks very good. And coming from that studio, I think it's really, really kind of fascinating. All right.
0: Okay. Oh, man. We don't need to talk about Fall Guys. Uh, <laughs> Joseph Ferris was there. Yep. And we looked at. Is this his new game? It Takes
1: Two? Yes. It is right. another co op game. Comes out on March 26th. Um, and it will have that whole kind of friend pass thing again so you buy it once and you play it with someone because I don't think this game can be played without someone else. Huh. Um I think this game looks way better than a way out uh, okay. personally. Like it has more of like a fantasy more fun art style to it but then the gameplay looks way more fun and I don't know. I could be down. I think Haze Light, you know, they're interesting, and I really like their emphasis on co-op and saying like we're designing this game for co-op, and you play it co-op. It's not single-player with co-op. I think it, it's cool that there's a studio doing something like that. in mm-hmm. um, a way out wasn't a perfect game at all, but it was really entertaining to play through. And yeah. I I kind of feel like it takes two could could be the same way. So we'll see.
0: Alright. Fist, which is not a porn game, is called Forged and Shadow (laughs) Torch, uh, which I don't know if that's a good title. I don't think it is. (laughs) I don't think it is either. Uh, It looks like a game where you're like animals and shit. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's fucking weird, man. Games are weird. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's coming to PlayStation 5 and 4. Yep. Plays this fucking rabbit. <laughs> it's fucking is this a two? Is it a two D game? Two D side scroller, or right. or two point five? I mean, it's it's in rendered in three D, but it's
1: huh. Yeah, I guess it's kind of a two point five D sort of thing. Yeah. All right.
0: Hmm. You know, that's fine. Uh, they yeah. gave a release release date for House Mark's Returnal, which is March nineteenth.
1: Yeah, really. Uh, that game looks cool, and looking forward to, to playing that. Yeah, um, March nineteenth uh, is interesting because what wasn't there was Ratchet and Clank, and yeah. makes me wonder if that game's a little bit farther out than than they anticipated if they're willing to give a date to Returnal. I don't yeah. know. But yeah. Uh
0: game called Evil West. Uh, You're you're cowboys hunting vampires. Great. Just great. That's what we need. That's the mashup we need. Vampires and cowboys.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, doesn't seem super exciting to me, but this article here from Game Informer, Marcus Stewart, puts in here that the game... Gives similar vibes to Dark Watch. Did you ever play Dark Watch on PS2? No, nope. Oh, I I, I played that game. I, I don't remember if I loved it, but it was kind of this sort of style of vampire cowboy. I remember you had a fucking crossbow. It was a shooter, I think, first person shooter. It was it was an interesting game. That's a that's a deep cut that I totally forgot about until now.
0: Mm. We also got a, we got a. hmm, Let's see, what what do we have here that's actually relevant? I mean, there's Monster Hunter Rise, which I think is just a Switch game, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, got a trailer for Scarlet Nexus. Bandai Namco. Uh, looks like some
1: anime ass game. Dude, this game looks so fucking anime. And they were talking about in the in the trailer of like, you gotta get the red strings it's all about the red strings. And I'm like, wow. All right. All about the red strings. Mm. They said it a lot in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I think this game's coming first to Series X and PC, but then will be out on PS5 and PS4 next year. Okay. So. Uh
0: We got the a trailer for the on-foot gameplay of Elite Dangerous Odyssey. Uh, I wasn't necessarily impressed with it. Hmm. But, you know, it's a thing to do. I mean, it definitely expands what that game is a lot, but I'm not sure if I'm going to enjoy this part of the game.
1: Yeah, just not really what you're looking for, I guess. Either.
0: Yeah, and it, I don't think it looks particularly good. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, we'll see when it comes out. <laughs> yeah. Um... Shit. What else do we have that we want to talk about here?
1: Outriders got a date. I mean, I'm not super jazzed on this game coming from People Can Fly and Square Enix. Um, we'll see if it's good, but it comes out February 2nd on PS5 and PS4.
0: Okay, what? Uh, I know this is a PlayStation podcast, but what the fuck is this? Master Chief coming to Fortnite and Blood Gulch? Yes.
1: Yes. What the fuck? Master Chief is in Fortnite and I'm not kidding you, dude. Okay, so you turn on your PS5. There's the whole explore tab and Uh-huh. At, in that explore tab, you know, announcements such as like this or if there's a new game, new DLC, whatever, that will show up there in in there. It's like new things to discover. Did
0: they censor Master Chief? Did they pixelate Master Chief?
1: No, I turned my PS5 on and Master Chief was right there. And was like <laughs> Master Chief joins the hunt in Fortnite. It was just so weird to see that on a PlayStation. <laughs> but yeah, I, like I'm pretty sure you can play as Kratos on Xbox in Fortnite. Wow, it's just so wild to me that Fortnite walls is that have crumbled. yes, is that big that literally walls are coming down. I can play as Master Chief on a PlayStation in Fortnite. That's just crazy to me. Crazy.
0: Mm. Yeah. I mean, what's next, man? Yeah. <laughs> is Mario coming to Fortnite? <laughs> Who knows, man? Will they it's- give Mario a gun? Oh, wait, they already did that.
1: They did. Ubi, but... Ubisoft
0: already did that.
1: Yeah, they did. I just don't know if they would give Mario, Mario an assault launcher. rifle. <laughs> yeah, or an assault rifle or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, what Nintendo character is allowed to carry an assault rifle?
1: Hmm. I don't know. They, well, they should get mm. Samus in there. But mm. still, I don't, I don't know. Donkey Kong.
0: You know, Nintendo pretty much owns Bayonetta at this point. Yeah. They Put do. Bayonetta in Fortnite.
1: Dude, where the fuck is that game?
0: Bayonetta 3. Dude. I don't know, man. I yeah. don't know. Uh we also well the big surprise, Tyler. Mass Effect. Yes. I don't think this I'm yeah, we're we're just sick of this kind of reveal. We're sick of this teasers, these teasers. We're sick of it. Yeah, we are. Mm. I am. I am. I. I'm going to say this podcast stands firmly against EA's strategy of revealing games.
1: Yeah, I just don't like teasers like this. Like, uh, like. Okay, Mass Effect will continue. This trailer like, was what interesting. What the fuck are you doing? What the fuck's the point? What are you doing? I know, and and like okay, this trailer was interesting, and that's possibly Liara in that trailer. That get gets me excited because to me, that says that the next game will be in the Shepard sort of storyline. I don't know if you'll if Shepard will be in the game, but maybe you play as Liara or something. Fuck, that'd be awesome.
0: Maybe they changed the ending of Mass Effect Three in the Remaster Trilogy.
1: <laughs> maybe again, maybe. who knows? <laughs> like. Okay, these things, I'm intrigued, but it's just hard to get excited just knowing this game is so far away, and that Bioware hasn't really proved themselves again yet. Like, they haven't turned themselves around, and we won't know that until Dragon Age 4 is out, which, that's probably not till like, 2022, maybe? Mm -hmm. And so then you think this game's, like, what, 2025, 26? To me, this is the same exact absurd reveal Tyler
0: Tyler before that you forgot they're going to turn around
1: to anthem before all that oh yeah that that too I totally forgot about that um yeah I just don't know what's going on at Bioware but this is the same exact ridiculous reveal as the Elder Scrolls 6 being revealed Mm -hmm. like what last year it's like okay we know you're doing that what's the point in announcing it now Because everybody's way more hyped for Mass Effect than Dragon Age. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just because of the sheer popularity of Mass Effect. That whenever they're going to be promoting Dragon Age, it's like, well, where's Mass Effect? Where's Mass Effect? How about Mass Effect? It's like, "Ah, I don't know. I'm I'm excited they're going to do more Mass Effect. I love that universe. But, man, Bioware's got to turn themselves around first.
0: Yeah, will Bioware even exist by the time this is supposedly going to come out?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. I, I cannot stand teasers like this.
0: No, it's, so weird. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Ah, uh, but that's exactly. that's the announcements, man. I mean, what did you think?
1: Um, I thought you know, there's some really cool things that got announced. I thought it for what they could do. With this year um, In not being able to have a live audience Or anything like that That I thought Jeff and his crew Did a pretty good job With, uh, with the show I felt like it was tighter It was a little bit under three hours Which can still feel long um, But I feel like most of the time It goes over that mark um, And yeah I felt like they did a good job For what they did It was an entertaining show um, There's some really cool announcements here Like Back for Blood Sephiroth and Smash, Perfect Dark, Lister Protocol. You know, some neat stuff. I'm I'm down for a number of things that they showed off. Yeah.
0: Also left a lot of gaps, too, I, I feel. I feel like there's a lot of things we thought we were going to see that just weren't here. Yeah. Like Elden Ring. Yep. Uh, Ratchet and Clank. Yep. I mean, there, there's some big stuff right there that I'm like, those are kind of my... More anticipated things at the moment.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, but yeah, but then yeah, but then a couple of things got thrown in there that are supposed to be 2021 releases, and I'm like, oh man, 2021 could be a pretty good year for video games, maybe. Um, when maybe. you really start to think about in about what's coming out, and you know, we'll do a show on that soon.
0: Yeah, we will. So. Uh, all right. I guess the last thing we've got here, is NPD, this looks like a different format than you normally throw in here. but
1: Yeah, I only I really threw this one in here because honestly there's a lot more detail than mm-hmm. the typical like IGN or Game Informer write-up that we have. So Jeff yeah. Grubb over at VentureBeat uh, put this together that we're looking at and... It's a lot more detail. November was a huge month for video games. No surprise. Usually always is. Especially with new consoles out there. Um, Wait, there's new consoles out I didn't know that. (laughs) I don't know. Where can I I get one of those? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Seems like they just don't exist. But the PlayStation 5 had the biggest launch of any console in terms of consumer spending in the U.S. But the Switch still outsold. PS5 mm. in November, which just shows how much that Switch is really selling. Yeah. It's just nuts. Um, they didn't say anything about the Series X, but Series X is sold out. So, that still sold well. Um, overall, video game sales um, were up 35% compared to a year ago. It's just nuts. Uh, consumer spending was a uh, Almost at $7 billion just for November, mm-hmm. which is also nuts. Um, just everything's up. Game sales, hardware, um, and then, yeah, overall video game sales for the year's almost at $45 billion, up 22% from last year. Fucking crazy. But then, yeah, why don't we do the top 20 here?
0: All right. Uh, starting at number 20 down here, Ghost of Tsushima Number 19, uh, Mortal Kombat 11, 18, Marvel's Avengers, 17, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, 16, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, 15, Luigi's Mansion 3, 14, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, 13, Just Dance 2021. I, they didn't even announce that game,
1: did they? <laughs> I think they did, they just didn't really show it at any of the Ubisoft events.
0: That's usually the thing at uh, the Ubisoft E3 <laughs> yeah. is the Just Dance segment. Uh, Twelve Super Mario Three D All Stars, and at number eleven
1: Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. At number ten Demon Souls, nine FIFA Twenty One, eight Animal Crossing New Horizons, seven's Watch Dogs and six Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, five NBA Two K Twenty One, four Madden NFL Twenty One, three. Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales, two, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and number one was Call of Duty Black Ops. Cold War. Um, Cold War is the best-selling game of the year already. Oh, um, huh. Wow. It's launched, which is just crazy to me. No Call of Duty is huge, but holy moly. Just you know what it
0: was? They put two colons in the title.
1: Yeah. That did it. That did it.
0: I so. feel like that should be illegal you shouldn't be you shouldn't be allowed to use two colons in the title of your video game
1: yeah I agree um Assassin's Creed Valhalla also had its best launch sales since Assassin's Creed 3 in 2012 which is fucking crazy um Miles Morales was one of the best selling uh PlayStation launches right behind Marvel's Spider-Man in terms of superhero games which is like okay there's two of them um so yeah, video games—they are—they are a selling, fucking yeah. crazy best-selling games of the year so far. Really quick, number ten: Super Mario 3D All Stars. Nine: Marvel's Avengers. Eight: Final Fantasy VII Remake. Seven: Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Six: The Ghost of Tsushima. Five: The Last of Us Part Two. Four: Madden NFL 21. Three: Animal Crossing New Horizons. Two. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, number one, is Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, so Activision and Call of Duty bringing in the cash.
0: Yeah, just raking it in. All right. Yeah. 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 Crazy
1: fucking month for video game sales. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I'm... Yeah, that's... That's a lot of video games. I... I need to play some more video. I'm seeing games on this list that I haven't even touched and I'm like, "Man, what have I done with my life?" <laughs> like I didn't even touch Watch Dogs Legion yet. Like I-, I feel like that's a game I might
1: like. Yeah, same. I
0: haven't I haven't touched it either. I um, want to play Demon Souls, but I don't have a PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. I want I I really want to play Demon Souls. <laughs>
1: yeah. Game looks um, good. Looks I like it'll be to. up your alley.
0: Yeah. I still need to play Assassin's Creed. I haven't even... Yeah, I haven't even started that. Mm-hmm. I guess I could play that on PS4 and get an upgrade, right?
1: Yeah, so you'll get a free That's upgrade for, for Valhalla. You'll get a free upgrade for Watch Dogs. I yeah. don't know if you'll get a free upgrade for Miles Morales, but I think Saves Transfer? Hmm. Uh, I could be wrong on that.
0: But. You know... I'm also I also have to look up how these games run on a launch PS4. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that I don't because know.
0: That might also be a cyberpunk situation, <laughs> right? Although probably not to that degree, but also not optimal way to play these games.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know in Valhalla, there's not a ton of loading, but like if you fast travel, there's loading. And if I remember, like if I remember correctly, back. Uh, playing like odyssey like the loading took a little while and you know playing it on ps5 is definitely a lot shorter so I don't know there's pros and cons but you you would get a free upgrade oh my god hold on really quick what's up speaking of free upgrades I cannot believe I forgot to speak about this destiny 2 oh, oh. did you did you get that upgrade I did I did and let me talk about how I got that upgrade first? Because it came out on the eighth, and I was playing it. And I'm like, yeah, I really want to check that out. How do I download it? Uh, I hit check update, thinking it would just maybe be an update. The PS5 would know what I have. Uh, there was an update, and I'm like, eh, that just doesn't seem right because it was only like two gigs. I'm like ah, that's weird. Uh huh. I then go to the store, and I click on Destiny Two, and I hit options, and hit version, and it's literally just said game and game. There's That's all it said. Mm. And I'm like... So which did you choose? (laughs) I didn't choose any of them. So then I was like, okay, what the fuck? So then what you literally have to do is go to the store, start typing in Destiny 2, and it'll literally pop up, and there's a version and it says Destiny 2 PS5 and PS4. You click on that and then you hit download, and it'll... Basically, re-download the whole game, which was a huge download. Um, but that that version is a separate version from the PS4 version, so then you have to go in and delete the PS4 version. Um, and saves were totally fine. I booted up the PS5 version; it worked fine. But just yeah, just something I feel when you hear about the Series X, like and how it just knows what to do. Like Sony really kind of dropped the ball on some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. um so that was convoluted but not trying to rub it in frank i know you really want a ps5 Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: oh my god it's like a different game dude and i'm sure the ps or the pc version has felt like this for a while but uh yeah like the loading times are near instant the hdr is really amazing like the lighting is so cool um and, and just the feeling of playing that game at 60 frames is it's a game changer honestly oh, it's, yeah it's very good. I think when you can't get your hands on a PS5 and you boot up Destiny 2 you'll you'll just be like, oh my God, this is you just want to play through the whole game again because yeah. it just it feels that good to play. So anyways, yeah God damn it
0: <laughs> all right. Yeah, I mean, I'm always on the lookout. I'll, I mean, I'll I'll try to buy one, but you know you know how it is right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah. I think that, that that's all we got uh, for for the show. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know I don't know what's going to happen after the show, but we'll see. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's going to do it until next week. As always, there are a couple ways. You can get in contact with us. One way as via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PSReportPodcast. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at PluggedOnVids. Give us ratings, reviews, and share us with your friends. That's the best way you can help us get to more people. And until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and Steeper. Ski-